Welcome back. A new book called My Courage to Tell is shining a light on something we don't often talk about. It's abuse from a sibling's perspective. Joining us now is the author, Laura Corbeth, who is here to share her story. Laura, welcome to what she said. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm, I'm thrilled. Now, you've owned a graphic design and marketing business with your husband for more than two decades. Yes. You're now sharing this story about your struggle to overcome what amounts to a childhood of abuse at the hands of your brother who bullied you. It's a really tragic story, but also one of triumph. So tell us about the book. Yes. Um, Well, you know, I didn't seek out to write the book originally. This was something that happened uh, to me a few years ago. The book opens up with a semi-famous aunt who passed away in New York, in Manhattan. She was an Emmy Award-winning producer and writer, and she had a tragic death. Um, We all discovered a lot about my aunt after her death than anyone can imagine. Um, And it was the first time that I had to deal with my brother after all these years to administer her estate. And as we started to administer the estate, I started to see old behaviors. And he was very cruel to me growing up, something that I thought was quite over. But as we started to work on the estate, I started to experience trauma, something that I had absolutely no control over. And so um, there were mind games, sabotage, smear campaigns, twisting of truth, manipulations, and gaslighting all back in my life again. And as you can imagine, this blew up. (laughs) This did not go very well. And then uh, in the book, I have an awakening. And after my awakening, I travel back in time to my childhood where I find out why I'm having all this trauma. And I make another discovery that my brother was not the only toxic person in my life. And uh, that was quite drastic for me. That was a devastating awakening. And then I see a psychologist who helped me work through um, this awakening that I've had and and also work out my trauma that uh, I had never really worked out before. It was something new. Let's go back to your brother here for a minute. Yeah. How old were you when this happened? When when he bullied me? Yes. Or, yeah, I mean, it was from... What was the age the, difference? Well, three years older. And so uh, it started right away. It I was bullied since the time I came home. <laughs> did, did, did you have other siblings or was it just it the two of us? It was just you? the two of us. And uh, I think there was continual denial. Uh, he was very good at lying and covering up. Uh, there was, uh, I don't think anybody recognized because he was so good at the lying that uh it was completely ignored from my parents. Did you try to talk to your parents? I tried. I, You know, when I would complain about the bullying, it was always chalked up to sibling rivalry. And 
there there was no cuts. There's no bruises. So everything's okay. There was that old saying, sticks and stones. And that, you know, it's just words. Yeah. Give us <laughs> but a, it was give more a, than that. It was, give you know, us an example were, of, yeah. what, of what you're talking about. Because I think there are parents out there and there are people who may have gone through something maybe not quite as dramatic, but yeah. certainly close. Yeah. You know what? It was more, there were threats to my life. I had witnessed my brother uh, being cruel to animals. He tortured them. He skinned and killed them. So the threats to me were very real. Yeah, I know it's shocking. As a little girl, you must have been terrified. Exactly. So the threat to hurt me was, okay, I've seen what he can do. And uh, so, yeah, he... he, uh, he really enjoyed intimidating me and using con- fear to control me. The physical abuse that I got was one of constraint. So he would hold me down. He would tickle, torture me till I cried. Um, he would lick me. He would do anything. He would anything that wouldn't show up afterwards. So I was traumatized. And if I complained to my parents, it was chalked up to you kids. You kids stop that. So can you imagine complaining to a parent and saying that you're being bullied? And that and your it, brother is threatening to kill you. Right. And nothing. There was just, there was, there was, you know, show me the bruises. Just words. It's just words, Laura. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it was all very devastating. But the, the other thing is he, he had no remorse. He had no, he had no empathy. There was something very lacking. And, but, and then there was the other side. He was, he's a very charming, charming. He's not like you would imagine a bully is punching. He was very charming. And still is very charming. <laughs> but you must have, as a young child, felt completely abandoned if nobody yes. seemed yeah. to believe you. Absolutely. And you had to live there. I did. I lived with my bully. And so at nine years old, after all of this uh, bullying, which was hidden abuse, which is never talked about, we always hear about other abuse, hidden abuse, I was shutting down at nine years old. I was sleeping in my closet. I was completely introverted, and I could not make friends. And it wasn't until a teacher uh, saw that I had some severe mental problems. And she was the only person that asked, what's wrong? And then I told her. And then finally, she said to my mother, you better do something. You're going to lose your daughter. And uh, so at that time, I got some help. But was it enough? He was still there? They tried, but you know what? The, uh, the behavior the behavior did not change. So and, and it was, you know, life went on. I, I, you know, went on with my life. I was told that uh, he had changed and uh, it wasn't until my aunt died. And then I and right back at the behavior was not changed. And the trauma, what I was shocked at was that the trauma that I had felt from the childhood was still there. It did not go away. I, whenever I talked about the situation, I, I had to remove myself because it was so, the PTSD was so strong. 
That never Unbelievable. Went away. What do you want people to learn by reading this book? I want people to know that psychological abuse is not just words. There's been a big focus on sexual and physical abuse, but you can talk to any psychologist. They'll tell you that psychological abuse is is very damaging. And uh, I can't... Because you're I, right. You call it hidden. It's hidden. And... and it, it's like when I, when I, before I wrote the book, I met with psychologists and I asked them about psycho, like, what do you think people want? And they were saying sexual and physical abuse has been, it's been wonderful. People are very aware of it. But as far as psychological abuse, there's not much awareness. So, yeah, it's, I've done some research and read papers by the American Psychological Association right. that have confirmed us. So where can people get this book? My Courage to Tell. My and Courage yep. Indeed. Where, where, can <laughs> be, where can people find this? They can get it at Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there. Or uh, I have a blog, My Courage to Tell, and people can go there and read about the story. And they can follow me on Twitter as well, Laura underscore Corbeth if they want to do that and and learn all about uh, what I'm trying to do. Well, Laura, thank you so much for joining us tonight and and really for your courage in coming and telling people what happened to you. And hopefully that will open up uh, the conversation for other people. Thank you very much for having me. This is what she said. We'll be right back. I'm Sarah Burke, and I host the Women in Media podcast, where I'm exploring the challenges women face in the media spotlight and celebrating our triumphs. My guests come from radio, TV, news, and sports, and we'll cover topics like leadership, diversity, stereotypes, and more. Most of all, I'm looking to build a community through a space where we can discuss anything. The Women in Media podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at womeninmedia.ca. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. He had all, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.